Hey, welcome back to the Todd V Show. Today, we're going to talk about the single biggest skill in all of game. Now, that sounds like hyperbole, but it's not. And the reason why it's not is because this is the skill that with it, you will acquire all the other skills in game. It's sort of the attitude, mindset, and methodology for getting good at game. And this is why in year 2000, I was just learning game and I sucked at it and I could, you know, was nervous talking to a girl and was only barely, barely starting to get dates and had never kissed a girl for real, etc. Why I could even then be confident that I would get good at game. What is the underlying process? What is the methodology that will get you there? So that's what we're going to talk about in this podcast. Uh, before we do, I have one very quick and very special announcement, which is I've just released an, a new program. It's called the Online Dating Bootcamp. You can check it out at toddvonline.com. Basically, this is the most hands-on program I could create for online dating where I'm going to sit down with you and literally create your profile with you and then work with you for six weeks continuously to improve it, modify it, get your results better and better and better and work you through the entire process of online dating all the way from getting a match to going on the date and being successful on the date. So pretty incredible program. Check it out at toddvonline.com. Okay, so let's talk about the specific mentality and methodology for getting good at all of game and specifically online game, because if you have the right mindset, progress is assured. And the first thing I want to talk about in this is um, kind of unlearning, all right? Because for a lot of guys, your issue in game is not what you don't know, but what you know that just ain't so. And I borrowed that quote from someone. I don't know who said it, right? I said that the quote is, I think, um, it's not what, what, what you don't know that get, that holds you back. It's what you know that just ain't so, right? It's the wrong thing. It's the wrong learning that you have, the wrong ideas that you have that hold you back. So for example, um, in, a, in a general game sense, one of the big wrong ideas that can hold you back is this idea that it's all about your resume. And this was the thing that I had in my mind about game all through growing up, all through elementary school, middle school, high school, I believed the Disney, you know, prince, princess, romantic, you know, happily ever after. And I believed that, you know, if you were, you know, successful and got your shit together in life, suddenly girls would just be attracted to you organically because they could just see the value oozing off of you. I didn't understand there was a methodology to conveying that value. And this wrong belief system definitely held me back and hurt me. The other wrong belief system that I had was that being uh, rejected is embarrassing and, and low value and will hurt your status and will stick with your reputation as to be avoided at all costs. Now imagine those two mentalities together. One, the mentality that's all about your resume. It's not, there's nothing you can do directly with the girl to make it better. And then two, the mentality that rejection is something to be avoided. You put those two mentalities together and you have a recipe for a guy that will never approach a girl. And that's exactly what I did or didn't do, um, throughout my entire formative years was I didn't approach any girls. I didn't give myself any chance of success. And why? Because I had these two mental models that were just false and they held me back for years and years and years. And we are in a very real sense, the product of our belief system. So if you get your belief system right, a lot of good things will flow from there. If you get your belief system wrong, a lot of bad things will flow from there. So I want to give you a belief system that I think is not a hundred percent true. It's probably 90% true. It's mostly true, right? It's not 100% true, but it is extremely effective, extremely useful as a belief system. And that belief system is what one man can do, another can do. Or specifically what one man can do, I can do. If someone else can do it, I can learn to do it. I can learn the different skills. And this is one skill I did have and one a belief I did have throughout life. Fortunately, because I'd been you know relatively talented at some things at a young age, I really believed you know, I believe the hype, you can be anything you want to be. I believed, you know, if you want to be a doctor, you go to med school, you study hard, you become a doctor. You want to go be a lawyer, law school, study hard, become a lawyer. You want to be an astronaut, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I really did believe that. 
And that belief that um, what other people could do, I could do was big for me. And fortunately in life, because that belief is 90% true, it, it will bear out if you believe it. Okay. Now, is it true that I could be as good a soccer player as Cristiano Ronaldo? Absolutely not. However, could I be in the top one to 2% of just about anything I try? Yes. And could you, with proper effort, be in the top few percent of just about everything if you do it the right way and put in the right effort? Yes. Right? For a number of different reasons. One, because, you know, the skills are learnable. Once someone else has, has mastered something, you can learn it from them. But two, because not everybody's playing the same game. Not everybody's trying for the same thing. So you can get to a very high level in the things you strive for. And this is, again, 90% true. It's not 100% true because you cannot be the best at everything in the world. That's a, that's a lie. That's a lie. But can you be extremely good at just about everything with proper effort? Yes, you can. And fortunately, dating is an area where extremely good is much easier to hit than in most any other area for a number of different reasons. Number one, in dating, value is absolutely subjective, right? So if I'm running track, somebody can run, you know, 100 meters in under 10 seconds, he's objectively better than me and no one could possibly dispute it. However, if two guys show up at a bar and one guy is, you know, all jacked and muscled and tattooed and the other guy is clean cut and, you know, dressed businessy, which one's more attractive to women? Ah, see now, now it's a little bit debatable, right? Because some girls are going to go for one guy. Some girls are going to go for the other guy. So this is inherently subjective. You're not in an objective straight up competition. And so you have a lot more opportunity to be best of type, best of class to stand out in some way, shape or form. And so this actually brings me to one of the first ideas that you're going to employ whenever you do an online dating profile. Whenever I'm, I'm talking to students or working with them, one of the things I try and figure out is what is the archetype they should go for? Because there are tons and tons of attractive male archetypes. There is the, you know, the tattooed biker guy archetype. There's a successful businessman archetype. There's the sporty athletic archetype. There's the sort of like um, pretty boy, well-dressed kind of proper archetype. There's all kinds of different things that you could do. And you don't have to be the best at all of them. In fact, it's impossible to be the best at all of them because some of them are internally contradictory. What you have to be is very good at one of them. And here's some really good news. Not all of them are dependent upon being objectively good looking. So if you're trying to be sort of the classy, sophisticated intellectual guy, it's not so important that you have like, you know, a 90 degree hard angled jawline and the biggest biceps in the world. So if you genetically are not of that build, you can still have an archetype and a style that is going to work for you. Here's the other good news. You exist, right? Here's the, this is the good news in terms of attractiveness and dating. You exist. Why is that good news? Because it means that your dad got laid and it means your grandpa got laid and it means your great grandpa got laid. It means your great, great grandpa got laid. It means all down through the years, every male ancestor you have got laid and you have those genetics. You have the genetics of a line that is just a miracle. It's a, you are literally a miracle in terms of genetic lineage, okay? What does that mean? It means that you have the genetics of having done something right over and over and over and over and over and over and over again inside of you, all right? You are pretty damn good. You have, you have survived evolution this far. So remember these two things. Number one, what one man can do, another can do, right? Maybe not to the absolute single best world-class level on the planet, but to a very high level, if it's a skill that can be learned, you can learn it with effort and work understand that. Number two, understand you are a healthy male of the species and that makes you attractive by default. 
right? If you were on a desert island with the hottest woman in the world and you were the only man she was going to see, are you attractive enough to turn her on? Yes, you are, right? So from there, it's all relative. From there, it's all setting yourself apart relative to other people. But it's not that you're below a threshold where she couldn't find you attractive. Understand those factors. You are a healthy male of the species. Okay, so get rid of whatever presuppositions you have that you are not good enough or you are not worthy. Why? Because one, they're probably false. And two, even if they were true, they are useless, okay? You have your lot in life. You were born who you are. So whatever positives and negatives that has, it's your job to make the most of them. So I want you to understand whatever limitations you may think you have. If you believe in your limitations and let that be the dominant way of thinking for you, that is going to hold you back. If you believe, look, I am here to play. I came to play. I'm going to show up and play my best game. And that's it. Regardless of what limitations I may have, that's when you're going to do well. Okay. So these attitudes are absolutely critical because when I, when I look at guys online and their excuses, I'm not tall enough. I am not good looking enough. I'm the wrong ethnicity. Well, guess what? None of those are things you can change. And all of those are things that are going to affect you in, you know, every part of life if they're critical. So you have two choices. Do you want to just give up and not procreate? Or do you want to be the best you can with what you've got? Right? I say be the best you can with what you've got. Right? And again, remember, 90% what one man can do, another can do. 90%, it doesn't matter how tall you are. 90%, it doesn't matter what ethnicity you are. 90%, it doesn't matter how good looking you are. As long as you are baseline healthy. Right? If you're not baseline healthy, get baseline healthy. But essentially, that's the mentality you want to have going into it. So that's the first step that you need to have that baseline self-belief. The next technique beyond that, though, is the willingness to test and improve. And this is the single biggest thing that's going to apply to online game. And it applies to learning just about anything in life. And this is essentially the scientific method, right? You want to run experiments. So let's say you just signed up for an online dating profile. First of all, sign up for a few. Why not? Get on a few different apps. It doesn't take that much more time. And then what you want to do, here's how you run a test. You test with a hypothesis first. So you say, this is what I believe is attractive and this is what I believe will work. And you try it and you see if it works. And if it's working and if it's working fairly well, then you start tweaking it and changing it in small ways. If it's not working at all, you start casting it aside and trying something fundamentally different. So for example, let's say that your first profile that you try is nice, good, sweet guy who will be good to girls. And you try that and it gets you nothing or some very, very sort of like what you'd consider to be low tier, unattractive, low quality girls, right? It gets you one of those. Well, because its results are not only just bad by degree, but kind of bad by kind, they're, they're not even of the same nature of what you want and they're very abysmal, I would consider at that point throwing that out and trying something else. So then maybe you try the cocky, arrogant guy because someone told you that works. Try the cocky, arrogant thing and see what happens. And then maybe with that, you get um, you get the occasional match as attractive and then you get some girls like matching with you just to message you that you're an asshole and then unmatching you, right? Well, okay, so now you it's better than the previous one. You have more results, but you found that maybe something's not working and you might want to make an educated guess what's not working. If what's not what if the negatives you've been getting are that girls are too offended, uh, offended, you want to make it a little bit less offensive. So try being cocky with a little bit less offensive and see if that works better. Once you try that, you can now compare your results to the previous one. Okay? So, the first step is you're trying to find the general approach that might work. 
And there you're being very binary. This either worked to an acceptable level to keep testing it, or it didn't, right? Once you find something that works to sort of an acceptable level, then you start making smaller tweaks and you start comparing each iteration to the last. Now, if you wanna massively shortcut this process, don't start from scratch. If you wanna massively shortcut this process, there's a couple of things you can do. One, get coaching from someone. Take someone like me who's already succeeded, do coaching with me and I'll help you out. That's a great option and I highly recommend it. But this is also something you do on your own. You could do this without coaching. It'll take longer, it'll be harder, but you can do it on your own, okay? How do you do it on your own? Well, a couple different things. One is form a profile with a female on it and browse through guys and get some ideas. Copy what you think might work. You might be massively wrong. The profiles you think are good might get no results. Profiles you think are bad may get results. But if you try enough of them, right? If you take five profiles you think are good, try doing all of them for yourself and none of them get results. Well, your idea of what's good doesn't work. So now you take something else that you're like, well, this probably shouldn't work, but hey, you know what? It, it, I, I, it was memorable to me, so I'll just try it. And you try it and all of a sudden that works. Well, now you've found something that works and you found a starting point for now tweaking and testing and improving. So one of the easiest ways to get good ideas is to steal somebody else's, right? Don't reinvent the wheel. Um, so look at what other guys are doing and understand, understand that most guys are not getting results. However, some guys are. And if you look at enough of them, you will, you know, find results. Here's an even more efficient way. If you have some female friends, if you have some female friends, get them to open up their online dating and just look at who they swiped on. Look at the guys who they decided to match with and see if you can find the patterns. Do they have their photos taken in a similar way? Are they dressed a similar way? Do they have similar types of things in their bios? Are there similar things that you did, you know, in your previous experiment, maybe when you're looking at general guys' bios that are in every bio that aren't in the ones that these girls seem to be going for, right? So that's an even more educated step, right? So there's levels of educated steps. One is pure trial and error. The other is um, trial and error and copying what might've worked. The other is trial and error and copy what did work. And then the top tier, if you, you know, want to be time efficient and get there faster, which I recommend, is find someone who's figured it out and get actual guidance from them. But regardless of where your starting point is, first step is find something that generally works at least a little bit. And by the way, I did mention getting on multiple dating sites. So at any given time, you can have a few different profiles, right? So let's say you have a profile on Match, a profile on Tinder, profile on Hinge, profile on OkCupid, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now what you can do is you have what you believe to be your best profile because it has worked and then you can modify it. So you have maybe the same profile on um, essentially, well, Hinge doesn't really have a, a profile that does prompts or whatever, but you have similar information in your Hinge and similar information in your Tinder, for example. Um, and then you decide to tweak one of the things in your Hinge and all of a sudden you're getting more results. Well, it would make sense to come tweak that same idea in your Tinder. And then now they're the same again. And now maybe you tweak something in your Tinder, try it out. And if it gets you better results, you take it over, apply it to the hinge. If it gets you worse results, you go back to square one, go back to the thing that was your best tested profile, and then you start moving, start working from there. Same thing in messaging, by the way. At any given point in messaging, I'll have a certain approach to messaging that I think works. And I will use that the majority of the time. Now, I'm lucky enough, I've been doing this for years, and I have messages that I know work and have tested to work, so I don't have to go completely to square one. But I have messages that have tested to work. However, do you think I send those messages every single time? I don't. Because even at this point, 20 years in, I want to continue learning and improving. And so maybe 70, 80% of the time, I'm sending those tried and true messages. 
However, maybe 20, 30% of the time, I'm sending something new because either a girl's profile inspires me, I think it's interesting, I think it's fun, or because I want to test something out or I got an idea and I'm like, hey, if this works, it could really work, All right? I'll tell you a crazy story. Here's a, an absolutely shocking, crazy story from testing an online game. Um, and it also tells you something about systematization, systematization in game, which is good too. So I was on OkCupid years ago and um, OkCupid had this function um, back then at least where girls had star ratings. Like each girl was given like a star rating for attractiveness. And so like the attractive girls were rated four or five stars out of five. Um, and that made it very easy to um, be able, you could actually filter by by girls that were as particular star ratings. You could only be shown the girls that other guys had rated four or five stars. Now, in a sense, it's kind of funny because if you could find a girl that you actually rated five stars that other guys were rated two or rating two or three stars, that'd be like a jackpot because you'd be like the easiest one to meet. But regardless, for efficiency's sake, and because, you know, girls pretty much healthy is attractive and attractive qualities are across the board. If you search by like four and five stars, you're going to find the most attractive girls. Um, so here's what I did. I didn't search by four or five stars myself. I got a virtual assistant in, it was either India or the Philippines. I forget which one because I've had virtual assistants both places, but I had a virtual assistant. And um, basically what I had them do is they go on my account and search girls that are rated four or five stars. And they would either, I forget what it was, like or wink or show interest, whatever the 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 word for it was back in the day on OkCupid. They would do that. They would show interest in these girls. And then I would get on the account later and I would only bother messaging the girls that had shown interest back. Pretty interesting, right? So now I was massively efficient. I was getting online. I was, had all my swiping done for me, so to speak, all my matching done for me, and I would only bother messaging girls that already liked me. But I would be able to put myself in front of every single potentially attractive girl because I had someone, you know, doing this as like for hours out of the day, just specifically matching girls for me. Um, so that's the start. But then I took it a step further. And once I had developed some messages that worked, I came up with... Um, Okay, Cupid had a function where they would ban you if you sent the same message over and over and over again. So I came up with three different messages and I would personally rotate them. So I'd send message one to the first girl, message two to the second girl, message three to the third girl, and I was copy pasting just for efficiency. And then I said, you know what? This is silly. Why don't I have my assistant do this as well? And so I told him, send this message, then send this message, then send just this message um, to each girl. And, and I, I meant send one message to the first girl, send the next message to the next girl, send the next message to the next girl. My virtual assistant was an idiot and didn't understand me. And basically what he did is he sent all three messages, one after the other, after the other to a batch of like 10 girls. And something really funny happened. It got a better response than any of the messages did individually, which is weird because double and triple texting is low value and weird inherently. And the messages didn't even necessarily make sense to go one after another, after another, but something weird happened, which was in sending the three messages, it was so unusual, strange, interesting, provocative something that apparently it just, girls just had to respond to it. And so by sending all three messages instead of just one, I ended up actually getting a higher response rate than with any single one. And what does this prove? Everything's worth testing. Pretty much everything's worth testing. Cause I would, that's not even something I would have even considered to test. It didn't even make sense to me to test that, but it got tested by accident and it turned out to work. All right. So once you have something that works, test it different ways. Right? Say you have this first message, this other first message. What happens if you send this one and then you send this one as the second message after a response? Or I had, a, I had an example. There was one first message that, um, that I used to use back in the day that uh, it was really good as a first message, but it was actually, um, it was very non-first messagey in a way. Like one of the benefits of it, it didn't seem like a first message. It seemed like a very casual kind of nice greeting. Um, and so what I ended up doing was... Um, I ended up actually not using it as a first message, even though it was good, because I found out that it was actually the best second message I had ever come up with. 
So what I would do is I'd send different first messages and then to any girl that didn't respond to my first message, I'd send this message as a second message. I ended up getting a better overall result out of the, the sequence of messages available than I would have out of any one individual message. So these are bizarre, weird things that ended up working out that, you know, they, they almost didn't make sense to test, but by testing them, I found them out and I was able to optimize it and to improve. So what's all the point of this? Test. Testing's important. However, I want to go a step further. Just testing isn't enough. You want to be testing and improving in the right areas. You want to be efficient because having the world's best profile and being terrible at messaging will not get you great results. Basically, your results in online dating and in game in general will be as good as the weakest link in your sequence. So if there are a sequence of events necessary from meeting a girl to getting her on a date to having sex with her to starting a relationship, whatever the weakest place in that sequence is, that's where you're going to fail. So online being a good example of this, if you're able to get a lot of matches, but you can't get any of them on a date because your messaging sucks, your results are zero, even though your matching is very, very good. And should you spend more time making your profile even better? No, you should spend your time now on your messaging. So this is the other very key element. You want to identify the weak place in the sequence. Um, I had a student I was on a call with yesterday, I believe. It was yesterday, the day before. And um, basically, he his results, he, he you know, I've worked on his, on his profile, worked on his photos a little bit, and he's starting to get some matches. He currently, when he was on the call with me, he had, I think, something like 10 girls that he was currently messaging, right? Which is not a ton. Like, I can get that in a couple hours. But it's a start, right? And it's it's coming from, you know, not having messaged hardly any guy, girls before that. He's now messaging 10 different girls. And I looked at them, and, and most of them are actually pretty cute, too. So that's a good start. However, he was showing his messages to me and he was actually, the girls were interested in him because he had a good profile and his good first message. But over and over and over again, I saw him get to a point where the girl's pretty interested. I would have started making plans and then he didn't. And then he made it more platonic or then he kind of just like waffled and went, went around in circles, didn't close. And then um, he ended up getting basically numbers from, I think, one out of these 10 girls. And the one he got the number from, it was almost like she basically just decided to do give the number to him because she just got impatient with him. Um, so anyway, the point is, where was he weak? His profile was fairly decent, good enough, getting decent matches, but his messaging and follow through was very, very poor. And so... He started asking me questions towards the end of the call about should he try and switch out this thing or should he split test this photo against this photo or whatever in his profile. I said, by all means, yeah, you can do that, but that's not where you want to put your focus, right? Right now you have, you know, your success in, in online dating, it's a series of multiples, like how, what percentage of this converts to this, what percentage of this converts to this, what percentage of this converts to this. You multiply them all together and that's your result. If you take a multiplication problem and you add even one zero in the sequence, the whole thing goes to zero. So essentially, he had a pretty good upfront sequence, not the greatest in the world, not, I mean, he could certainly improve it, yes, but where was he, where was he faltering? He was faltering at that conversion between she's responded to a message, getting a phone number and a date. That's where he needs to focus. That's where he needs to put in his work because that one zero was completely killing his results, right? And so it's very, very important that you don't just test randomly. You don't try and blindly optimize everything. It's very important that you identify where you are faltering, where you are weak in your ratios. And so you want to test with a lot of intelligence. And that really is the process of, of online dating, right? It's not just testing, it's intelligent testing. And then if you understand the concepts of game, all of that becomes more intelligent. So earlier on, when I was talking about like full-on testing, what's the cheat code to that? The cheat code to that is steal and copy, 
right? Stealing copy from what's already working. What's the cheat code to figuring out once you've identified your weakness, what to do? Um, if it's not in the profile or whatever, the cheat code there is apply game, apply the principles of live game, apply the principles of evolutionary psychology. Every single thing you do in online dating, every single photo you put in, you should be able to explain what the hypothesis is, what the theory is, why you think this photo will work. Every single message you send, you should be able to, you shouldn't be this analytical, maybe during sending the message, but you should be able to look at your messages and go back and be like, this is what I was trying to achieve with this message. This is the, the, the principle I was using and what I was trying to achieve. If you don't have a logic behind it, you will not get it right very often. You will also never improve because the way you get improvement is by improving your understanding, improving your logic. So again, you come up with a hypothesis. This is my hypothesis for what is attractive to girls. This is my hypothesis for how to handle a shit test online. And then you test it. And if it's working, you keep doing it and you tweak it. If it's not working, you go back to the trying board. So it's that same general concept over and over and over again. And strategy beats tactics hands down most of the time. And this is the strategy that I follow essentially when I'm teaching students, right? I come at it from the broad ideas of what is attractive. I come at it from the idea, first of all, I, every time I meet with a student, I come in with a student believing in full this student will get success and getting the student to believe in full he'll get success because it won't necessarily be easier straightforward. It will not necessarily be a linear progression where every single change you make works. But if you believe it will work and you're willing to put in the effort, you will see the progress. And the beautiful thing, once you start seeing the progress is you'll start believing, right? If you go in with enough belief to be patient and resilient to see the progress, when you start seeing the progress, progress equals belief equals more progress equals belief. And it's a nice upward cycle. So that's the first thing is I go in with every single student believing we can get success and we do get success in virtually every case, right? Um, and there, I mean, there are some students that don't listen. I have to hammer it into their hood. But um, in the end, um, even if I have to fucking write the thing for them, and I actually do that when I'm coaching on the, this new program, I actually will sit down with you and write your profile with you. But we will figure out a way to get you somewhere. But you need to have that belief and that resilience to try it. And when you're out by on your own, you need to have that belief and resilience to try it. Next, you need to have that willingness to test different things and that creativity to keep coming up with new things to test. And again, if you're lacking creativity, what do you do? Steal or borrow. Um, and then from there, you need to be intelligent about identifying the areas. And obviously, every single one of these is massively more efficient with a coach, right? If you're, so let's say, for example, you've identified that texting is your weakness. Oh, great. You've identified texting is your weakness. Work on your texting. Well, how do you do that? There are videos online. I have videos on texting. Um, you can look at your friends and see how they're texting. You can look at girls and get their advice, et cetera. Or you can come to someone who is effectively texting girls over and over again and get feedback. And you're going to do a lot better, a lot faster with coaching. Yes. But the most important thing, you will get there eventually as long as you are at least, at least testing with intelligence and trying new things. So I hope you enjoyed that. And I hope you understand this point that strategy and outlook and an overview of your approach matters as much or more than any particular tactic, right? Having the right attitude and approach to online dating matters more than any photo in your profile or what happened, you happen to have written in your bio or having the best first message. All of that is useful, but having the process will get you all of that eventually. And it will also get you everything else you need along the way. And that very process is what I do teach when I work with my students one-on-one -on -one and what I'm teaching in my new online dating bootcamp, which again is at toddvonline.com. Check it out. I'll work with you personally, hold your hand all the way through the process of getting the system in place, writing the profile, I'll actually pretty much write the profile for you and with you. 
And then we go through optimizing, improving over a period of six weeks of very intense testing, tweaking, optimization, et cetera. So it's a pretty intensive, pretty amazing program. And gets it taught via online. So check it out there. And thanks again for tuning in. I will talk to you again on the next episode.